building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Survival. You all may have noticed that I don't talk about money a ton on this podcast and honestly it's because I don't feel like I'm the very best resource to give you money advice. But that said, in order to survive startup life or to really be successful in general, you do have to understand how to earn money, how to leverage your money, and ultimately how to manage your money appropriately figure. That is why I'm bringing back your friend, maybe maybe your friends, I don't know, and my husband, Ryan, to the podcast. And I would like to bring him on regularly if he so agrees to talk about money. He is our CFO at Excelity and in my home. And the cool part is that he's not really the CFO that just says cut expenses or says no to everything like a lot of CFOs do. He definitely understands that we need to take risks and we need to spend money to make money. And I'm hoping that he will teach us how to do so in a smart way. Welcome from the other room of our house. (laughs) (laughs) Great to see you too from the other end of the house. (laughs) Wow. Wow. All right, let's get moving. So today we're talking about the three biggest money mistakes that entrepreneurs and I guess professionals make. And we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Mistake number one, committing too much cash because it will serve you in the long run. I put my own note in here that sometimes you just need your cash. Tell me about that mistake. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's common. I mean, people get into it and like you said, you have to spend money to make money. And I think at times as we're getting started and we know we need to feel that growth, but then we get a little bit ahead of ourselves and start overspending or overcommitting before we really have the sales volume to support it, assuming you're bootstrapping and, or before maybe if you are looking for investment, but even before you have the investment to support it. So either way, uh, it can lead you to get out ahead of yourself a little bit. And, you know, when we kind of were chatting about this comment the other day, I thought of the Christmas vacation example, right? The guy goes out and puts the deposit down on his pool, expecting to get that Christmas uh, Christmas bonus in December. And then and he, he gets, gets his jelly, jelly subscription. <laughs> yes, the wow. jelly of the month club. Stuff to, it's difficult to pay for a pool with a bunch of jelly every month. So like- Maybe nice. fill it. <laughs> don't spend it before you have it. That's it, yes. it's interesting because there are so many like platforms and like we're looking at like LinkedIn sales nav and it's like, oh, it's way cheaper if you pay for a year up front. But if you do that with every single tool that you have, then suddenly you can be committing like tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay up front and save money. But like you're never going to save the money if you don't make it to a year from now or whatever. Right. And along those lines too, like if you're in production or in development or with people, um, you know, where it can be in the long run cheaper to buy the equipment rather than to rent or lease or outsource something, or if it's a personnel and labor, you know, service oriented, 
um, yeah, it can be cheaper to employ someone versus an hourly rate uh, on a subcontract, but you also lose all that flexibility um, mm -hmm. from controlling the, the cash flow and the payment stream over it. It's so hard when you're staffing, like my company is a services business and it's like you get to a tipping point where your people are too busy and maybe a contractor is a less reliable option, but you don't really have the need for a full-time person. And then you bring on that full-time person and one, it's expensive for your company and two, they can be bored, right? Like, right. why did you hire me? Actually, um, we, I did that last year and it was like, I'm glad he stuck around, you know, because he was probably pretty bored for the first few months and now he's very busy so it's definitely it's definitely evened out okay mistake yeah. number two is spending with unrealistic goals in mind something that i'm also guilty of i think because i'm very optimistic right i'm like yeah look at this huge revenue number we're gonna have to staff and you know like scale up to meet it and then something always happens where it just doesn't go quite as planned so talk to me about this mistake that people make you are optimistic. You are also <laughs> overly critical of yourself. But well, sometimes, that's a different but subject. Yeah. I am uh, very critical of myself. Shut up. Yeah. Inner critic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to. Uh, no, I think it's it's really easy to overestimate your future sales volumes and what that looks like. Um, and it can be really difficult to balance, especially as a founder and entrepreneur. You have to be optimistic or you wouldn't be doing it. You wouldn't be starting the business. You wouldn't be trying to fuel that growth if you weren't optimistic and didn't believe in yourself. So you have to have that level of optimism. But unfortunately, sometimes that optimism can cloud your judgment or your, objectiv or your objectivity. You know, it can lead you down a road of not being able to step back and look at it objectively to make a sound financial decision um there's so you like do need like an between... ounce of reality oh, sorry. yeah i was Go just ahead. gonna say there's somewhere between like optimistic and pessimistic where there's like realistic in the middle yeah. and i need that's why i appreciate you you give me that dose of realism although it's usually at like 9 p.m <laughs> When I'm yeah, sitting on the couch and you're like, look at this spreadsheet with me. And I'm like, please, no. Can we yeah, do Yeah, I don't always choose the right time for that. <laughs> I still appreciate it. That is benefit and I guess woes of working with your spouse. Yeah, but I think, yeah, everyone, you know, at times you need to just quell that optimism with a little dose of reality. And it is a fine line, right? Because, you, um, you know, like I'm not overly, I'm not a pessimistic person either. I'm tend to be pretty optimistic and believe in the things and the projects that I'm working on. Um, but I also try to dose it with reality and balance that out so that I'm prepared for cash or volume or, you know, finance wise, what would need to happen if we don't hit the, the large goal. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's totally realistic and a big lesson that pretty much everyone needs to learn because I think we can spend our own money with, you know, with unrealistic goals in mind too. Like I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm getting this bonus and I'm going on vacation. And it's like, well, bonuses are often based on company performance. And if the company is overly optimistic and they don't hit their goals and you're not going to get that money and you just spent right. it. So 
not yeah. a great scenario. Uh, okay, <laughs> mistake number three. We talked about a little bit last time you were here too, which mm -hmm. is not having a safety net. And maybe in my case, not using, appropriately using your safety net. Yeah, I think it's really important to keep a cushion. I, I mean, as I mean, and it makes it sound really simple. And I know it's not always like, cause you're literally trying to, I mean, at, at the start, you can be trying to piece together every nickel and dime to pay the bills and to make payroll or whatever for, you know, the period. But um, to always, you know, build in at least some level of cushion of, you know, just, I don't want to call it fluff, but miscellaneous for the random things that come up that you aren't quite expecting. Mm -hmm. um, because you know they're going to happen and they will happen in business because you really can't project everything down to the penny. Um, so just to keep a little bit on the side in that back pocket for when you need it. And also, and we did talk about it last time a little bit, but to get out in front of, um, you know, financing, if you can, if you can get a bank involved or any platform to, you know, there are lots of platforms out there that'll help, uh, that'll work with startups, entrepreneurs, and, you know, help fund future, you know, if you have receivables out there, but to bring that money to you faster so you don't have to wait on those payment terms. And obviously they're gonna take a little cut of that, but it can really help the cash flow in a pinch. Yeah, for me and this cushion concept, I mean, we have a line of credit that I never use and I still, I mean, nine years later, I still don't know why I won't use it or what my issue is, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then I also- That's all right. <laughs> I also like to set up external savings accounts, right? Like a high yield savings account, which frankly is not that high yield right now. But then I automatically <laughs> transfer money to it every month from the business account so that I know I have that money sitting there. I don't even always know how much is in there, but it's like a rainy day account if anything happens or we have like outstanding payables that people aren't paying on time. That's a really large amount then that money is there and you're not looking at it all the time. You know, like mm -hmm. you're not logging in and saying like, oh, well, someone wants to spend $10,000 on this new technology and look at all this money we have sitting there. Instead, it's in a different account where I am getting a much more realistic view mm -hmm. of what our cash situation looks like. I forget where I read. Oh, I read about that in Profit First. That is- Oh yeah, book. that was it, yep. Book for anyone that, is running a services company to check out. Okay, if people are gonna yeah. walk away with one very important takeaway from today, what is it? Oh, to me, it's the reality and to base everything in that reality, be optimistic, know deep down in your heart of hearts that you're going to achieve it, but just have that, take a step back, have someone that counters you and that can challenge those, um, those estimates and those projections that you put together uh, so that you can hopefully meet in the middle and come to something that you'll, you'll help make, maintain a level that you can achieve. Is there like a rule that people can follow of how they would, so say if my revenue goal is 5 million this year and realistically, what would I look at last year and like cut a percentage yeah. off or how would you do that? I think, you know, starting with last year is a good start and then building up from there as opposed to just setting a high-end number and trying to fill that gap, right? And going, okay, I'm going to go from X to Y this year. Well, instead of, wow. you know, instead of starting with Y and saying, well, I'm just going, I'm going to be at Y this year. Well, okay. 
let's talk about well we're we're at x now how do we get from there what what are the programs what are we doing to help achieve those things and do we have the personnel in place do we have right the sales marketing do we have the operational support to do that and if not how are we going to do it yeah that makes sense well i will leave your information in in the show notes if people want to hit you up for uh you know a realistic look at their projections and cash situation thank you i appreciate sounds it. great and for everyone who got value anytime <laughs> you know where to find me <laughs> i know in my guest room around the yes. corner love it all right so if you got value out of this episode today please share it with just one person who is running a business or even managing their own personal cash i think there's a lot to be learned about money and i will see you next time thank you 